Glory, glory, Sacramento. Hello and welcome to the 916 Republic Podcast. I'm your host, Nolan. Today I'm joined in the studio by a man who has more soccer-specific marketing experience than the new president of Monterey Bay FC. <laughs> Zach, how are you doing today? Oh, it's me. Actually, I thought you were going to say Scott. I thought it was going to be me. I got something for you, Scott. Well, I'm oh, flattered. Dude. And I don't know if I have more, mm. but I definitely have at least the same because he has zero soccer marketing experience but we'll get into that later i'm uh i'm doing real good i'm happy to be in the studio again we are in person today which we have not been in a while yeah um we quarantined for 14 days before this oh yeah should should i not say that (laughs) no i think you're fine now we're a we're a uh team yes we are we're (laughs) we're a we're a corn pod yeah so but even even for last month we like didn't see each other yeah it was sad, but now we see each other, and I'm very happy, very happy about it. Yes. Bring me the vaccine. <laughs> I'm also joined by a man whose beard is long and luscious and more beautiful than Andrea Pirlo's, and he could probably do a better job at managing Juventus at the, this moment as well. Scott. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you are in like fourth. They're not bad. No. They're bad. They're not that they're bad. Not really. Every time they don't start Weston McKinney, they're bad. Okay, that's fair. Well, you have to rotate players. I don't yeah. agree. <laughs> not when it's Weston McKinney. Not when it's All Star Weston McKinney. Yeah, let him all let him world. Play. Let him play. <laughs> oh, but I forgot to ask you a question. How are you doing tonight? I'm good. I'm good. Yeah. How are you guys doing? You good, Nolan? I'm good. Yeah. Yeah. You, you talk about my beard being like your hair is. Yeah, your hair long. is luscious. Long. I'm yeah. trying to catch up to Hayden Sargis. You look like a uh, You're like close. a like a fourth grade schoolgirl <laughs> that doesn't comb her hair. <laughs> yep. It's, yeah. it's getting to that point. Yeah. It's uh, it's long, and. I just need a haircut, but I'm not going to do it. <laughs> My dad even gave you a coupon. <laughs> Wait, <laughs> really? Yeah, he did. He's <laughs> like, he, he came in when I was seeing Scott's baby, and he was like, "Uh, I have a coupon to a hair salon." <laughs> like, did he actually give it to you? Yeah, that's <laughs> awesome. He like, went was back like, to the, his like, side of like, the house and got it. And yeah. I was like, oh I thought he was gosh. just joking. Like, oh, I've got a coupon. Like, no. ha ha. He's like. Oh, here you go. It's pretty. It's like eight dollars off, and a haircut at Great Clips is like seventeen bucks. So that's like fifty percent off. Yeah, yeah, that's a pretty good coupon. Yeah, so when I need to get a cut, <laughs> well, no one when he took it was like, oh yeah, this, thanks. They do a great job. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh, it was kind of cringy. It was funny. Uh, it was sounds about funny. right. Sounds about right. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, what did he ask you to do when you were leaving? Oh, close the trunk because he was carrying in everything with his. With like both hands. Oh, okay. And he had like cartons of berries and those those oh, tip easy. Yummy. Ah. Okay. Cool. Yes, yeah, guy, you should sneak into that. <laughs> I <guy>. really should. <laughs> <laughs> cool. Well, should we get into uh, some of the news? Let's this do quick it. News item. So yeah. ju- just you know, precursor for today. There's a lot of stuff we're gonna try to go through. Yeah. Uh, some quicker than others. So we're gonna try to get through these first five things relatively quickly. Uh, the first one. We were just kind of brainstorming. Could the death of Reno mean a not the city, not like people in the city? They're not. No, no, no. You know, Reno, eighteen sixty-eight. Could uh, the death of that club mean a a, a revamping, a, a revival of a, the quasi partnership that Sacramento Republic had with the San Jose Earthquakes? My initial thought was nah, probably not. But if San Jose has some guys that they want to develop this year, and uh, this is kind of look jumping ahead to what Nolan's going to talk about, the MLS-CBA negotiation. But if there does happen to be a lockout, I could see San Jose being like, yeah, I have, just go down the road to Sacramento or you know, possibly go down the road to Oakland or whatever. Yeah. And, you know, just play in the championship because it we're not 
playing and we were going to you know try to loan you out anyway so i could see that happening so it's possible um but long term no one sacramento is going to major league soccer themselves and they want to develop their own players so why would they develop players for the rival academy yeah two um major league soccer is trying to do their own u23 league or whatever so i think it would only be this for a year and then that league comes their own reserve league and there's no point so short term because of cba negotiation stuff possibly long term no um, next thing, U.S. men's national team played Trinidad and Tobago uh, yeah. yesterday, which, well, it's yesterday for us. By the time you're listening to this, it was probably two days ago or three days ago, four days ago. They played on Sunday, January 31st. They won 7-0. You can't really um, take big things away from this game because the opponent was... Uh, They're that bad. Well, it's not that Trinidad and Tobago as a national team are bad. It's that they haven't played a game in a year. Sac- or Sacramento. Um, U.S. men's national team just played like in december so yeah um they've had this is their third camp i think since since covid and they're trying to play again in march but yeah so and this wasn't even close to uh, trinidad and tobago like starting team they didn't have any players from overseas and they do have some players in europe um it was mainly usl uh, players in canada and players in the Trinidad and Tobago League, which hasn't played since COVID started. So you can't really draw big conclusions. The only thing you can say is um, some players looked better than others. That's about it. That's, yeah. that's really about and it. And the U.S. scored a lot of goals. Yeah. Um, I, I mean, you could try to dice. I really don't think you can. Okay, so like I coached volleyball and played volleyball. It's almost easier to play volleyball against good teams because they're predictable. Bad teams, they're unpredictable. And you're kind of like, well, why did you do that? Like that's not even yeah. remotely close to That's kind of how this falls for me it's like well it was so unpredictable they, they were their their back line had one cap their entire back line had <laughs> a cap for the trinidad for the tri- trinidad and tobago team uh, so it's like uh, what are you supposed to do so a good win i'm happy it was it was fun to watch that first half i could only watch the first half and then i turned it off um i had a meeting to go to but um you really can't draw any conclusions from that so Moving on, Zach, you have some uh, Rafa Diaz news? Rafa Diaz uh, started for the Dominican Republic national team in a friendly against Serbia. Um, I'm not exactly sure what the score to that was. I was trying to look it up. It wasn't exactly like, I don't know. It was a friendly. Um, it was zero, uh, 1-0. 1-0 Trini- or Dominican Republic. Yeah. Um, so clean sheet Yep. for, for Rafa. Um, good to see him starting, getting those minutes, um, even if it's friendly. And... Uh, Excited to see him this year in another Sac Republic season. Um, another news item is the Monterey Bay FC um, has been announced for 2022. Monterey Bay has gotten a soccer club um, for the 2022 season. Sorry, it was 0-0, not 1-0. It was 0-0. Zero, zero. Zero, zero, yeah. So Rafa Diaz, still clean sheet, though. Um, so solid for him. But he didn't score, so he's kind <laughs> of on the outs. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Uh, that was a joke. He's a goalie. <laughs> What what if that's happened before? Oh yeah. Anyway, I'm not gonna go there. Uh, moving on. Monterey Bay FC 2022. Um, this is the the Fresno owner um, that has moved, not moved the club, he's, but he's, yeah, restarted kind of. um, in Monterey. And and after Fresno had folded. Um, we pretty quickly had heard rumors about Monterey Bay um, and how the Fresno owner wanted to move to Monterey Bay. So it's not a huge surprise, um, but that will be a team in 2022. And as Nolan has alluded to, um, 
their president uh well he he doesn't have the the most soccer experience i think scott has uh, a quote from i believe it's the league or the or yeah the team. it's like it's the league's like announcement article it's that like they put it's out. like propaganda <laughs> yeah okay so this, this guy's name first of all is let me uh let me find it real fast hold on uh okay here we go his name is mike delugio which just <laughs> sounds gross yep um but anyway this is the the little blurb on him, the couple sentences on Mike DeLugio. The club's front office will be led by Mike DeLugio, who will serve as the president who will, who will serve as president. DeLugio has over 25 years ex- experience leading uh, some of the most successful auto dealerships in Northern California. <laughs> DeLugio will be applying his experience by building enthusiastic and high-performing teams and cultivating long-term partnerships to his role with the front or with the club. Uh, so what they're saying is he's a used car salesman, <laughs> yep. and uh, he's been fairly successful as that. And the owner, uh, he owns car dealerships. So yeah. this guy just worked for So he just, it sounds like this owner, uh, Beshoff, Gray Beshoff, yeah. went to uh, his team of like people that works for him and was like, who wants to go who run a soccer team? Who wants to be a president? <laughs> yeah. And that was it. And he's like, you want to live in Monterey? And he's like, okay. And like, yeah. So- yeah. That's be, an interesting yeah, move. To be, be fair, though, as long, if you have a good technical staff, this might not be a disaster. Like, like, okay, I get from like the business side. That's what they're saying, like forming partnerships. Yeah. But like, yeah, you can't just have fifteen car sponsorships. Yeah. You, you know, what I, like, I, to some degree, you have to understand the business of soccer, mm-hmm. not just business. Yeah. Right. Like, corporate sponsorships are going to be a big part, sure. But like, at what point? Like he's probably gonna look at like the bottom line and be like, oh well, we have to be like in the positive. Well, that's just that just doesn't happen with lower division soccer. Like no. you have to accept the first five years, you're gonna lose money. Mm-hmm. So I, I mean, this isn't like my segment to talk about, but like, how long do you think this team realistically, like, exists? Monterey. Yeah. Uh, that's a good. question. I can't believe that they want to come into existence. I, it's I, it's I, tiny, I mean, when it comes to sports, it, at the bottom, at its bottom line, it's butts and seats. Like that's what gets you money. It's butts and seats for for this league for sure. And and that's what they're gonna need to do. So if they can somehow get thousands of Monterey Bay locals and locals from the surrounding area to come out to games consistently, then they maybe survive. I think that's gonna be kind of tough. Okay, so give me a year number. How many years do you think? Or do you think that they're gonna be around forever? Um, hmm, I don't know. I'm gonna say like four years and they fold. I was gonna say three. Okay. Um, and if, but okay, but like we've seen in the past, like small towns take to soccer teams and develop a really strong tie to them. Okay, fair enough. So I'll say four years and then they move down to League One. Yeah, that's what I'm gonna say. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Okay. I could see that. That would make sense to me. That makes sense. Yeah. Okay. Um. Yeah. So. That is it for my news. I think we have one more news item. The last bit of quick take news is that the MLS is in a, uh, what would we call it? A fight? A fight. A squabble? (laughs) Uh, How do I I say this like family friendly? Um, Uh The Players Association and the league are currently 
uh, measuring the size of their <laughs> appendages, <laughs> and they're seeing who is who, gonna who's got flinch it. first. <laughs> I don't know. Like, that's does a, that make sense? It's yeah. a great description. <laughs> yeah, we don't even need to talk about it anymore. Maybe not. No, I'm kidding. Uh, the MLS and the MLS Players Association negotiated a a new collective bargaining agreement when COVID went down in the summer, and then now MLS is saying. No, what we agreed to over the summer is not going to work. We're going to lose a lot of money still. We need to renegotiate. The Players Association is saying, no, you agreed to what we agreed to back in the summer, and you can't do that. And the MLS is saying, yes, we can. And you have until February 4th, which is this coming Friday, Thursday? Uh, Thursday. Thursday. To figure it out or else uh, we're locking you out. Which I don't quite understand yet what a lockout is. I'm assuming it just means oh, not just nothing you. happens, just straight up nothing we're, happens. We're yeah, it just means like yeah, we're not paying you. Yeah, so that that's a bad deal. It means there's just nothing. Yeah. But I mean that's sad. But on the bright side, Scott, Zach, yes. I'll direct this question to Scott. Do you think we could see a few um, if there is a lockout? Do you think we could see a few MLS players drop down and sign some short term deals with USL clubs? I so again alluding to what we talked about earlier there could definitely be some guys that will have to go on loan because technically they're still under contract with major league soccer mm. they can't just like sign on a free um for that to have happened they would have needed to have been locked out uh, as of monday at like 8 p.m or whatever the the transfer day cutoff is uh for well sorry that's that's the european one so it it, whatever like the major league soccer transfer window whenever that closes like they need to be locked out by then um so i don't i don't think you'll see like just like a bunch of people sign with usl clubs for like three months until this deal is negotiated and then they go back to their teams it'll be some fringe guys that go on loan and maybe they stay on loan or something like that. And maybe that was going to happen. Regardless. Maybe it was going to happen. Yes. Yeah. It was going to happen for some people. Any, like I'm just looking at Twitter, like Trey Muse from the Seattle Sounders got loaned down to, uh, instead of going to Tacoma Defiance, he went to San Diego. Hmm. So, you know, like that was going to happen probably regardless, yeah. but it, it got expedited because of this uh-huh. deal okay. anyway. Um, so yeah, I don't, I don't really see many other things happening if yeah. that makes sense i think you're on i think you're you're spot on i don't think uh, this is going to have major and there's there's a, there's a ton of more details that nolan and i have kind of almost like geeked out over i yeah. guess like lawyered out <laughs> over because because huh. it, it's it contract negotiations are done with lawyers yeah so and yeah. Been Nolan's a law student so yeah. we kind of were talking about the different law stuff yeah it's been fun to, to del- delve into the drama but um i don't think there will be a ton of usl so I, I think the only the only small thing to add would be that this will have some effect on Sacramento because this deal that they're negotiating over mm. goes through 2025. So Sacramento will be in the league, fingers crossed, by then if COVID doesn't, you know, I'm just kidding. They'll be in the league. Yeah. Um, but Major League Soccer wants to extend the deal even longer. So this could affect the players even longer. So Longer term. Yeah. Yeah. So that is a um, something to keep our eyes on, but for the future. Uh, moving on towards some more substantive news topics. Uh, Jill Ellis has been... <laughs> the Jill Ellis. Rumored, but rumored very heavily, as in confirmed yes. by Jeff Ruder of The Athletic. Uh-huh. And multiple other 
Incredible sources. I think Meg Linehan was in that one too. I'm, yeah. I'm going to pull up the article. It's right like now. all the people who know stuff about USL and are credible. This is happening. Jill Ellis has accepted a position uh, with the Sacramento Republic overseeing both the men's and women's sides. So she's like the president of like she's like the Mike staff Belugio of Sac Republic if that makes sense is that a Kings no like the guy that we were just talking the, the about president. Oh, the president yeah, 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 yeah. oh yeah. yeah 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 Jed, which is a really big deal for those of us <laughs> well, okay. wait, wait. for so, those of you who don't know Jill Ellis was the uh, US women's national team coach for several years she won the most recent World Cup incredible she had an incredible run with the US women's national team um she was she's been rumored to be taking a head coaching job i believe at dc united um in a couple other positions but it sounds mm-hmm. like she has landed in sacramento yeah um, what i'm reading what we're seeing from the athletic is a front office role is is the most um dis- there's the best description of the job that she's apparently confirmed to have taken so what i've what i've seen is um she will basically be the head of soccer operations. So hmm. Ben Gumper is going to do the business side and he, he does the business side now. He really doesn't have much say, I think in soccer stuff, except when it comes to money mm-hmm. and maybe like marketing, that's, that's kind of what I've gathered. Mm-hmm. Um, so he was Roro. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> um, so he'll probably still do that, but Jill Ellis will be over both men's and women's soccer stuff. So she'll be like the main uh, uh what's what's the word like um not trendsetter i'm trying to like the main tone setter mm-hmm. or the okay the, the, culture the, the culture yeah the culture setter for the club and when you hire somebody like that we we see this in germany a lot that person usually doesn't leave very soon like they're there for eight years ten years mm-hmm. right to really set up a culture and even if you make a bad coaching hire it's okay because like your culture is okay and you just need to bring somebody in mm-hmm. that's a better man- manager and that better fits that culture yeah. so she gets to do both nwsl and major league soccer stuff and academy stuff and all of that like she sets all of it that's what yeah. the article uh said mm. so she's got two expansion drafts uh pretty soon yeah um she one does. in 2022 one in 2023 that's true but um for a better example of this think about the how U.S. soccer has set itself up. So Ernie Stewart was the men's general manager, right? So he hires the coach and is the, the culture setter and kind of determines this, like, hey, this is the general style of play that I kind of want to see. And, uh, you know, he has some some say in um, player recruitment and making sure, you know, that U.S. is keeping its best talent and stuff like that. So he does that now both for the men's and the women's side. And there's a women's general manager, and I think they still have to hire a men's general manager. That's going to be Jill Ellis. So Jill Ellis will be over both. They'll probably be general managers under her, and mm-hmm. then there'll be managers under those general managers. Mm-hmm. Does that make sense? So you yeah. kind of have these five. You get the, that's the umbrella. Yeah, that that's your umbrella. And then there's you know coaches, assistant coaches, and academy director. And, and so on and so forth. Blah, blah, yeah. blah. Um, scout they're probably going to be a scouting department there's going to be an analytics department right yeah so that's all going to fall she's the president her. that's that's her yeah. umbrella yeah and again she just won two world cups with u.s women so she gets soccer she was kind of maybe criticized a little bit for her tactics mm-hmm. but in terms of a name in world football it and leadership does, qualities yeah it doesn't get much bigger than that yes it's like in the women's side she's she is the she name, is pretty yeah, much yeah so like 
the, this N- is the NWSL team, like people might choose to come to Sacramento yeah. just to be like with Jill Ellis, specifically yeah. managers. Yeah, like, that's what I was. Yeah, like exactly. You're like if Jill, like if I'm sitting across the table, I'm Jill Ellis. I'm sitting across the table from a highly touted manager. I can say, hey. I will teach you what I know and I will get you in contact with the right people and a recommendation from me to is go be a coach somewhere deal. else yeah. is a big deal. Yeah. Um, you know, all I have to do is call up Ernie Stewart at US Soccer and say, hey, I think you should hire this person mm-hmm. for the women's job or the men's job or uh-huh. the, uh, the U20 job or the whatever job. Like, or probably something big in Europe. Yeah. Like I, she, if anybody has connections. It's the David Beckham effect with Inter-Miami. Like yes. Just the name yes. David Beckham yes. gets you on the phone with Frederico the or world. Higuain's agent gets you on the phone with big yeah. names. So it's a smart hire and she knows her football. So Yeah. And she's and she's touted as a very strong leader. Yeah. Very exciting. I'm I'm very excited about that. Um well and to kind of continue on the um CBA negotiations, the collective bargaining negotiations have also hit the USL. Mm. Um Scott, do you know much about that? Um, the only little bit that I can tell is from what was uh, announced a week ago, two weeks yeah, ago, maybe no January 20th, Jeff Reuter wrote and said that the first collective bargaining agreement between the Players Association and the USL is on the verge of being agreed to yeah. in the next coming, the next few weeks. So again, that just kind of sounds like it might be the usl and the players association just kind of stroking each other's backs and saying well we'll get this done eventually and maybe yeah. it, well maybe it, it happens maybe it, it doesn't it's sounding like it'll be done before the season starts that's that's what Jeff and they got time to. more yeah. than likely they got time the season's not starting in march right really. so this is big from the sense of uh if you're a lower spending team that's used to giving guys maybe like kind of iffy contracts you're probably not gonna be able to do that anymore because there's gonna be a standardized minimum contract there's going to be standardized healthcare stuff and training facility stuff and yeah. compensation stuff like that so that won't affect uh sacramento it, we're one no. of the leaders in, in as far uh, as maybe not anymore I, we're, we're definitely up there but i don't yeah i don't think we're like maybe not the top I've but we're of, in that tier i yeah. think we're in that top tier for whatever reason like usl contract and player treatment details are kind of a black box but from what we've gathered from conversations with people is like sacramento is very professional in the way that it treats its players like that's even what ivan Merkovich was telling us when we interviewed him if you want to go back and listen back like hayden partain yeah they they put their their guys up in legit housing they will furnish the apartment for good health care good health care but they might not pay as highly as say phoenix or but you're taking care of well but you're taking you're treated like a professional so the other places the clubs that i would guess pay more than sacramento you can tell because the good players go there so like san diego san diego probably plays yeah it's players pretty well Mm. phoenix phoenix yep tampa bay indy 11 louisville Mm. Mm. um i'm trying to think there's there's a couple of, of newer clubs that are are up there as well but uh, like you could you can just tell because all the all the good in miami miami fc they they pay players decently well like those good teams are good for a reason they pay players they got the money the good players want to make money so they go there like Mm. cincinnati cincinnati was a team that paid its players they don't they don't in major league soccer but um (laughs) yeah I, i think that's the only thing long term this really doesn't have much of an effect on sacramento yeah i I really don't think it 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 might drive hard for under but hey 
<laughs> well, actually, Hartford have made some really good signings, and I I think it's maybe they're one of the ones that are oh, okay. We can afford to pay pay guys now. So hmm. yeah. Um, anything else on this, or should we move on to the league format? Let's move on. Cool. Okay, so there's a new league format for this upcoming season. There's going to be 32 games. Mm -hmm. Uh, There will be four divisions split in this league. So the the East is going to be a little bit more difficult to figure out, but the West looks pretty clear. Basically, if you go to last year with the groups, A and B and C and D and ever, combined group A and B and then combined group C and D, and that's basically what your your, uh, division is. The two divisions in the West will be so Sacramento's group will have Tacoma, LA Galaxy two. Those are your two USL reserve teams, and then it's going to have uh, Phoenix, San Diego, Vegas, Orange County, and Ooh. Oakland. We don't know anything about Oakland really. They they made some good signings. They actually made another signing today, and every time they do, I retweet and say, "Stop signing good players." Please. Yeah, and are every they time, the new San Diego? That's it's it's, it's that same. I feel. don't think they have as much money. Number one and number two, they they're really doing their best to keep a local vibe to the team. Mm-hmm. So um, there's a lot more players that are like, oh, this guy played at this Berkeley. you know, uh, Bay Area College, ah. and it wasn't really a big name, but we found them and they're playing for us type of who, thing. Who are, they, who are they signing that are, sorry to derail, but... So they signed the Reno goalie. His name is uh, uh, Ben Boudry, Boudreau, something like that. Okay. Um, and he was... I mean, he's pretty good. He's yeah. playing for Reno and yeah. starting, so he's pretty good. Yeah. Um, a couple of the guys, uh, a center back, that uh, uh, Morik Torad. I can't remember exactly his name, but um, I don't, maybe it wasn't him. I don't know. But they've made some good signings. Yeah. Um, so, But anyway, we don't really know much about them. Um, and then there, Phoenix, San Diego, we know are going to be good. Orange County, we know are going to be good. Vegas. <laughs> llamas. <laughs> yeah, the llamas. Money drop. Yeah, Vegas. It, it's weird because you can tell that they don't have a ton of money player-wise, but, like, living in Vegas could be fun. Like, there, yeah. there's some attraction there. So, like, yeah. if you don't have many good offers, like, why not Vegas? You know, like, that could <laughs> yeah. be fun. Um, and Villian Bijev, I could see fitting that, perfectly. Yeah. Has he gone? Well, he hasn't signed anywhere yet. <laughs> Villian hasn't signed anywhere. Roro hasn't signed anywhere. Yeah. Um, I'm trying to think. The only other players that are the only guy that I know that signed somewhere is Matt Mahoney and he signed in Colorado. Yeah. Colorado looked like they're going to be actually a pretty good team this year. They're there. Um, I, I listened to an interview with their coach and basically he said like, they're going to really rely on bringing guys in from their local academies huh. in the Colorado Springs area and signing guys that their coach, Brendan Burke knows can play his system. Um, and they have a new stadium and stuff. So mm. anyway, that's a different division, yeah. but Look out for them. Yeah, but and LA Galaxy too. Again, they could be a, they could be great. They could be a, in a rebuilding Inconsistent, phase. Inconsistent. Yeah, um, and same with Tacoma. They could be great. They could be in a rebuilding phase. So, it, all that to say is, I don't really think you can just look at this conference or this division and just be like, okay, well, you know, Sacramento are pretty easily going to make the playoffs. Like, well, no. Like, there's a, yeah. there's probably four teams that I'm like, well, those four teams could easily make the playoffs, and maybe Sacramento's out hmm. if you assume eight teams make the playoffs from the two Western Conference yeah. divisions. Depending on how they kind yeah, of so like, shake this down. Yeah, like yeah. top four, top half. So yeah, how do you guys feel about that? Would you like it to be a bit more like last season? Would you like it to be a bit more of a normal season? You know, 
in terms of scheduling, like you play everybody twice in the in the oh, Western okay. Conference. Yeah. So the way it is now, 32 games with, uh, I think there's eight teams in this division, you would basically play everybody like three, four times. So you're only playing your division. You only yeah. play your, I mean, why set your division up like that? Yeah. Uh, it's not the same, uh, in my opinion. It's not the same. If we have to change the format of the league, we're, we're getting into drastic territory and because there's so many teams being added. It. Well, I I think their idea is like limit travel is better yeah. for COVID. Yeah. Yeah. So, okay. So then that's another question. Is this temporary or is this permanent? Well, the league has said they want to go to a three division, three conference structure. That would be weird. I have a question too. Like they, there's so much that is left undetermined. Like we don't actually know when the, league is going to start we have like a we have a like a four f- week range yeah we have that oh yeah we're going to split into four conferences we don't we don't know who's in what conference we're just assuming that that's good what it's going to be and we don't know how you're going to qualify for the playoffs like maybe it's just the top four in each conference you just cut the playoff spots but in half or whatever or like how do you even have a buy-in round or a play-in round at this yeah. stage like it's so much it just feels so half-hearted and Flying by the seat of your pants. Yeah, it does kind like, of feel that way. I don't way. even take this news seriously because I know in two weeks it's going to change. Yeah. Well, fair. okay. So, well, okay. So, like, what happens? My, the only problem I foresee is like, what happens if there there are COVID stuff and games have to be canceled slash rescheduled at the end of the season? Like, if Sacramento has three games left to play and two games, and a game gets canceled because somebody on another team test positive for covid mm. and we can't play that game now and playoffs are starting you know the week after yeah. you know what i'm saying like that's that's really my only thought is yeah is i, if I, I don't really care about the format and the divisions blah 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 as long as there's ample time to reschedule games because games will have to be rescheduled yeah. right um so there's 32 games played in 30 weeks yeah so that sounds to me like there's going to, because of rescheduling, there's going to be multiple, there's going to be four or five weeks where we're playing Saturday, Wednesday, Saturday. Mm. And that doesn't go well for player health. That doesn't go well for, I mean, even COVID travel. What happens if you test positive? Like, okay, this, the Orange County game was on a Wednesday. Remember this last season? You guys weren't there. I was there. Yeah. They had to cancel it like an hour before kick, or not even an hour, like 20 minutes before kickoff because somebody tested positive. Yeah. So you had Orange County drive all the way up to Sacramento, risk all that exposure, all of that time away from your family, all, all of that, yeah. to get told 20 minutes before the game that there's no game, and then they have to reschedule it another Wednesday game later on in the season. Uh-huh. Like, and then what happens? That's, that's my test? big concern is like, how, how are we going to do playoffs uh, how, how are we going to determine playoff seating and stuff like that if Sacramento has 31 games played, but Orange County has 26 games played, and the games that they've played were against the lower teams, so they have a, a better points per game. You know, like like what what happens then? It's just going to be like, are they out even though they've done better points per game wise? Are we going to determine playoffs by points per game rather than just total points? I think you're you're. Ex- shit, like expressing a frustration is we don't know like we don't yeah. know anything about how it's going to work and that's what's frustrating yeah so yeah <laughs> anyway all that being said well okay i th- they were- don't know the league doesn't know they're like Whoa. good point scott we'll think about that <laughs> yeah. oh by the way we're splitting into 12 divisions and playing <laughs> two games this season yeah. like, 
Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. We'll see. I, I, I wouldn't doubt it if the majority of our games are played within division, but you still have out-of-division games. Okay. Yeah. Well, uh, and although, okay. That and, would make sense to me. And this, the last thing I have to say, and we're going to talk about the players and actually a coach that um we just brought on, but if you have more games, possibly more schedule congestion, mm-hmm. um, are is there going to be provision made to, you know, like we said, like bring guys on short term loans? Or is there like, are, are you going to be able to like, oh, hey, uh, you know, this major league soccer team has this guy. So I'm going to, I only want to bring him in for two weeks or something like, is there going to be provision for that made? Like I only need him for right now because I've got a couple guys out with COVID and I, I don't have anybody else, you know, stuff like that. Like that'd be super weird. Because if you look at, well, if you look at Sacramento's roster right now, I think there's 18 guys. Yeah. Um, like if you add in five academy signings, like they're they could be done signing players. Yeah. But if you have a couple guys test positive for COVID, all of a sudden you have no center backs. Yeah. All of a sudden you have no fullback. Like that's another concern I have with with this schedule. Because of the schedule congestion, the potential schedule congestion, are you going to be allowed to bring in players on short term loans, stuff like that? I don't. Maybe that's already a thing, and I just don't know. Yeah. But yeah. Now that I'm talking about, I didn't realize how many questions I had There's about so many, this. Yeah. So many, like, and then another question: like, how do the players feel about this? Like, yeah, that's some a good are point. excited about playing. Some are like worried, uh, cautious. Like, yeah, like we no, I, I don't know. Like, it's just yeah. crazy. Yeah, and also like they could they could feel like that, but they want to get the CBA done. Yeah, so they don't feel like they can make demands about this league format, this season's format, because they want to get, you know, stuff done with the CBA. You know, like there's so many moving parts to all this. But uh, I think we should move on to the players, the good stuff, the the happy things. The happy things. Um, Bringing in some very happy things. (laughs) Yeah, these are some... world-class center back. Oh, sorry, I just cut you off. Oh, no, you're good. A world-class center back? I don't know why I cut you off. Sorry. (laughs) I wasn't saying anything. Yeah, I don't think I wasn't saying. Yeah, I was just saying something super. I, I was being pet, super pessimistic again, just saying something super snarky about the Irish Premier League. All right, go <laughs> ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. Yeah, talk about take it. take two okay. Nolan. Take two Nolan. Dan Casey has <laughs> been signed by the Sacramento Republic. Dan Casey has years, <laughs> and by years, I mean three <laughs> years <laughs> of experience in the Irish. Premier League, wow! Top flight, just excellence oozing from its from his masculine pores. Big, big <laughs> muscles. <laughs> uh, yeah. So Dan Casey has been signed from Bohemians FC in the Irish Premier League. Uh, he's a, he looks like a good player. He looks, looks like like, a like it's hard a to tell. white Hulk. He, he looks like a guy I wouldn't want to find outside of a pub at oh, no. late night. No, it, no, no, no. It, honestly, he looks like some like. Unless he's my friend, then I, think, I definitely want to I see think, him. But what, if, what if he's had a couple too many, you know, cocktails? And I'm like, yeah. uh-oh. This like, uh-oh, uh-oh there goes Danny again. Man drinks straight. There goes gasoline. Danny boy. <laughs> he, 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 <laughs> he looks like a rugby player. Like, I think... Yeah, he does. That's he true. Does, yeah. I think Donovan was like... So, okay, he's... Uh, I think he's 6'2", 190... Or uh, 200 pounds or something He's like 190. That. 190. Which is massive I also for saw soccer. 200. So, okay. I'm going right. to assume he's like 220. Yeah. And they're just hedging. Yeah. Or he's he's maybe 175. I don't know. Yeah. Um, but he's a big dude. And uh, I remember when he signed, the thing that I tweeted was like, if all this guy does is just like 
uh, destroy people and get red cards, like I'm super happy. Yeah. Like if this is all he does, it has a reputation for like, if you go up for that challenge, you will get your legs taken out. It's the new Deckel Smash. Yes. But like, I want it to be more painful. Yeah. Like I want this to be borderline WWE. More violent. Yes. Like I want him to like flex, like stand over him and like flex, be like, ah, you know. (laughs) Um, This is the muscle. But I will say, in years past, when we've had guys from the Irish Premier League, they're like fringe starter, like fringe 18 guys. Mm. This guy played consistently for Bohemians. And Bohemians, I, a good team. I think they were good in the Irish yeah. Yeah. Premier League. They so I, I think he's a higher quality than Irish players that have come Typically over to the USL are, before. Yeah. So I'm, I'm more, like after I kind of did a little bit more research and, and stuff on him, I was like, okay, I'm a little bit more like comfortable that he's an actual soccer player, mm-hmm. not just like, I'm going to stiff arm you as you try to run past me and clothesline you and pants you and stuff like that. Like, <laughs> No, yeah. He can play. He is the third center back of our three center backs. Yeah. Uh, I think he brings a different flavor to the center back position than, what's the child's name with the hair? Hayden Sarges. Sarges. Yeah. Um, <laughs> child's Hayden, name. Hayden Sarges just hadn't have time to grow into his body. So yeah. if he needed more... Physical center back to pair with Tanner. Mitchell Tanner's a physical center back. So oh, if you need Mitchell two. Tainer's, Mitchell Tanner's just an all-around amazing center back. The way we talk about Mitchell Tanner, yeah. he Dude, should I be just playing love him, man. at like the highest levels he in the world. He should have been the guy to go to Liverpool. Yeah. <laughs> he <laughs> like, should have been the one. Oh, um, man. But So if you need a, a different flavor of a center back than Hayden Sargis, this is probably your guy. I'm going to assume he's maybe not as polished, hmm. um, but that's just my assumption. I haven't seen him play yet. So... Yeah, that's Dan Casey. That is Dan Casey. Overall, thumbs up, thumbs down. What do we think? Thumbs up. Uh, yeah, yeah, thumbs up for sure. Thumbs up. Okay. Uh, I'm I'm really starting to get pumped about the center back rotation. Okay, cool. Uh, next player is Tucker, Tucker Bone. Tucker Bone. Tucker Bone. Does it? Do, do we think he dyes his hair? Have you seen a picture? He of looks him? like it's... he looks like every sitcom dad ever. Really, his hair looks too blonde. He's his son in for sure. Look at that. He's look at that. Look at that smile. Oh, it's just it just screams nice sitcom. He, uh, yeah. yeah, he just doesn't he look like that. So yeah, so with all of these signings, they're all younger ish guys that are still in their prime, yeah. 23, 24 years old. Tucker's twenty five. Just turned twenty five. Twenty five. Spent like, a couple years with Reno. Literally a week ago, turned twenty five. Mm-hmm. Spent last year with Reno. The year before yep. that, he was with Colorado Springs Switchbacks, yep. where he didn't play a lot. But I don't I don't really fault him. Uh, for that, he came from the Air Force Academy, which is interesting. Which, which it, I don't even know how he did that. So there, to... there's like a, I don't know, something in your contract where like you can basically like uh, promote the military, continue your uh, ser- your service by promoting the military by playing professional sports. Really? Yeah. It's like the Son Hyung Min. Literally, this is a, such a good uh, <laughs> analogy to okay. draw between Tucker Bone and Son Hyung Min. Tricky, fast attacking winger. That also is in the military. It's beautiful. Yeah. Sure. Yep. Yeah. All right. And a winger. He's a winger. Yeah. I he's think, gonna. I think we so, said that. So he's gonna start on the right wing. Yeah. Malik Foster, I'm sure, is a good player, but Tucker Bone has experience in this league. He has experience doing playing well against Sacramento. Yes. Um. He's. He's a good player. He probably won't be the most highest goal scorer, but he'll he'll find the open pass for somebody to finish the playoff. So whoever's playing center forward, whoever's playing attacking mid, right wing or left wing, he will create the chance for them. So just to kind of refresh the uh, the listener's memory, there was a game, the three three game 
at home versus Reno. Uh, Tucker Bone had that sh- had that shot where he he was in the box and was able to turn who, the defender. I can't remember whoever the left back was at that time, and his shot like glanced off the the crossbar, like hit it hard, and it like kind of angled off the crossbar and we were like oh gosh that almost went in mm-hmm. and he he was just dangerous all night he didn't he never actually scored against sacramento but he's he's a dangerous guy yeah so. and he's still kind of coming into himself i think and yeah, i think I uh I, I think he's gonna be a good guy um to for this uh this coach mark briggs team so i think he i think he fits that kind of culture that mark briggs wants to establish so an exciting sighting for sure yep Definitely. All right. Next. Before player. we oh, get sorry. into, oh, oh no, I just wanted to say before we get into our next uh, player signing, we want to take a quick moment to tell you about our sponsor, Harry's Razors. <laughs> what? <laughs> no one. What are I'm you doing? <laughs> I've listened to so many podcasts where <laughs> Harry's Razors is like their sponsor, <laughs> and I just want to talk about shaving your under your undersides <laughs> for a couple you? minutes. <laughs> Wow. I've I've been planning to do this for like the last four times we've recorded and I forgot to like <laughs> do an ad read for Harry's razors, but now I remembered. So we're giving them free marketing. Yeah, we're yeah. totally giving them free marketing. But they're gonna also they don't just do they they do facial facial razors. Too. Yeah, but we all know that it's about <laughs> it's not about your face. <laughs> okay. when, uh, when they're shaving a down kiwi, under. yeah, when they're shaving a kiwi, <laughs> it's about. <laughs> something else okay escaping the man look guys it's the off season and we're just we're losing our minds a little bit here so go and sign up use our promo code 916 republic at harrysrazors.com <laughs> i feel like we could get sued i really want somebody to like try, try that it. and like screenshot <laughs> that it's not working <laughs> uh anyway well Louis back signing. to the back to the real news Luis uh felipe fernandez yes this is i think the the biggest news of this is kind of a blockbuster one yeah Uh, Yeah. he plays that holding midfield role so he's gonna rotate with um Jaime Villarreal and Andrew Wheeler Amanu in that number six role provides something that those guys I think uh maybe not struggle with but they just don't have he's I think he's six one six two he's He's more of that like he's physical he's gonna win challenges he's not he's probably not gonna have like he's not going to wow you with his distribution, but he doesn't really need to um, in, in the system that Briggs has. So I think this is the, the, uh, the marquee signing of the, of yeah. this period that this is the, the big news. This honestly, I think with this signing probably rounds out the squad. Yep. Um, I believe so. We're, we're, you know, maybe thin at a couple spots, but we don't know what Academy guys are going to be signed. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, yeah. I, I think, well, maybe fullback depth, Fullback depth maybe is is a place that's a just, little bit of a weak spot. I think just defender depth because if you yeah yeah fair. if you're thin at defender, well Duke Lacroix can play center back, but then you only have two center backs basically. So then if you know that's a, or two two fullbacks. Um, mm-hmm. Dan Casey the, can play right back. Dan Casey yeah, Tanner can play that's fullback true. as well. Yeah, he can. Um, I mean yep. I'm sure. I mean even Sargis if he needed to could probably play fullback, mm-hmm. but it's hard because if you t- you just take one person from another spot then you're short somewhere else yeah um so anyway but But no the roster is looking real nice this is a very talented roster um oh and just felipe fernand or luis felipe uh was with reno played with uh earthquakes yeah he was with the earthquakes was on loan with reno actually in 2018 played a few games with san jose and 
did did good did okay played mm-hmm. some games last year and again did good okay um i i really think that he's probably a, a championship player championship level level player that yeah. maybe just isn't quite polished enough to play at major league soccer if that yeah. makes sense like mm-hmm. he's gonna have moments that make you go like oh my gosh this guy should this guy could be playing at major league soccer but then when he gets to major league soccer it's like well he's maybe not fully yeah rounded enough to actually play there mm-hmm. um so let me just read the uh the, the squad as it stands right now so goalies we have rafa diaz tomez uh Tom, tomas gomez sorry those are two goalies mm-hmm. Um, and then your fullbacks are Jordan McRae, Shannon Gomez, and Duke Lacroix. Hmm. Center backs Matt, Mah- or sorry, not Matt Mahomes, Hayden Sargis, uh, Dan Casey, and Mitchell Mitch Tanner. Mm-hmm. Center mids Jaime Villarreal, Andrew Wheeler, Amanu, Mario Penegos, Petri Penamin, and Luis uh, Felipe, Felipe Fernandez. Fernandez. Wingers Rafa Juaregui, Formella, uh, Malik Foster, Tucker Bone. And then your strikers are. Kayla Wassa, Carlton Belmar. Mm-hmm. And I believe that is 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12, 13, 14, 15, 16, 17, 18, I mm-hmm. believe. Mm-hmm. We're forgetting an academy guy, midfielder. You're talking about Julian Chavez? Yes. So we haven't heard anything about Julian mm-hmm. Chavez, and I think I know why. He was 18 last year. He is, I think he's out of the academy. Mm-hmm. Therefore, mm-hmm. you, I, I don't think they can sign him on an academy deal. Mm. Got you. Well, maybe they could, but I, I mean, maybe he's not in their plans. I don't know. Huh? Just like we haven't heard anything about Doug Keenan. Yeah, true. Yeah. So both of those keep uh, keep on your radar. Yeah, he was not neither confirmed nor denied. Yes. yes well, we got correct. we got one one more thing to to well, share. Well, just really quickly, I want to get your guys like, what are you feeling about yeah. the roster? Not like, oh, let's not like break it down into just like, <clears throat> what are you feeling about the roster? I'll give my my little quick take. I'm excited, and my initial reaction is like, "Whoa, we've signed Sacramento has signed all these really good players. Like this is an amazing bit of uh, not transfer, but like player acquisition in the off season. Really, really well done. But I think I'm optimistic on that side of things. But on the other side of things, I'm I think maybe just the novelty of it all like oh new players this means they're really good and they're gonna play really well that might not necessarily be the case like i'm cautiously optimistic yeah i don't want to mistake like oh bjev's out and you know i'm forgetting everyone who's Roro. roro's out and all these people are out and all these great guys are in that means we're gonna be better sacramento's gonna be better that might not necessarily be the case but i'm hopeful that it is and i'm hopeful that it, this is briggs getting the players that he wants yeah. to play his way Mm-hmm. I think for me, on paper, this is one of the most talented rosters that we've ever had. I think that's pretty clear. Um, it does come down to uh, chemistry and if they can play well in a Mark Briggs system. I am very optimistic, cautiously optimistic, that they can. Um, I feel like I trust Mark Briggs. To do that, I, I I really like him as a coach. I like him as a leader. I like him as a soccer mind. Um, and upon first glance, this does seem to be a team that is taking up an identity that Mark Briggs 
would want. These seems like players that that fit the Mark Briggs ID, you know? Yeah. So um, I'm very optimistic, but it will come down to Mark Briggs whipping them into shape and them being able to have chemistry with them on another and some success at striker. That is a question mark for me. You can have Carlton Benoit there distributing, maybe, and that works. We saw glimpses of that working last year. You have Cameron Owasa, who's really fallen off. Could he come back? So there's a question mark. I think the biggest question mark for me is probably at striker. There's question marks other places, but I'm more hopeful there. Um, that striker spot is a big question mark. But overall, I'm, I'm pretty excited. I'm pretty excited at the possibilities of, of this next season. Yeah, I I think who whose uh, New Year's resolution was it to for Sacramento to have the best defense in the Western Conference? Was that Nolan's? No. That was me. That was you? Yeah. yeah. I definitely see this more as a possibility. Uh, I, I think Duke Lacroix is a, a lockdown left back. He, he re- I think, reminds me a lot of uh, Jordan McCrary in that, like, he's just consistent. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I'm not, I'm not worried about him. Like, I was, I'm kind of worried about Juan Barahona. Going forward, yeah. he's really good. Yeah. But, he know, can be a bit of a liability. Like he can, yeah. I, I was just, con- I, it, was, it was always like, oh, is this yeah, going to work? Yeah, true, you know? true. Um, Shannon Gomez, I like, but, I, there were there were moments that we've seen him where he's switched off or mm-hmm. um, just made a mistake. Mm-hmm. Like he's good, but there's a reason that players keep getting brought in to play over him. Um, but Duke Lacroix, I I'm confident. Mitchell Tanner, I, I'm just confident with him Hayden as a player. Sargis, uh, Sargis, I'm, I'm he's probably the one I'm least confident, and that's okay because he's the one I should be least confident about. Yeah, he's uh, going to be 19 or 18 or whatever. Yeah, uh, and for his age doing pretty good yeah but the season he had last year makes me think even if he even if he doesn't progress even if he regresses a little bit we should still have an amazing back line mm-hmm. uh diaz or tomas gomez in goal like we should have an, an amazing back five it's like truly league type like best in the league type back five um that's their potential at least our problem last year was scoring goals, but our problem was also in the midfield. Mm-hmm. There was a lot of rotation there. There was injuries there. The only consistent one was Drew Skunchik. He's gone. So you solve that by saying, okay, Jaime, you're the, you're now the, the number eight. Okay, that's great. Um, but you still have two other spots in the midfield. Are you going to let Andrew wheeler Amenu and Mario Panegos do that? Well, they weren't bad, but they weren't necessarily good. Now we feel like I feel like there's two guys that I, I know their best position, and I know that yeah. they're going to – the things that they're best at, they're that's all they need to do. Yeah, they're going to be sense. put in a position where that's where they operate from. Like is Roro, what best the at. thing Roro was best at was apparently was like these long switches and and these big you know big flare plays. That's what you remember Roro for, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. Yep. Half half uh, field shots and uh, you know free kicks. Well, that's not what he was necessarily asked to do as the number six. So, with bringing in uh, Luis Felipe Fernandez, like he's best at winning the ball. He's best at simple decisions, um, being physical. The thing, so that's he's a that's big what he Jaime. needs to do. Yeah. Um, Pet Peneman or Peter Peneman. Yeah. Peter Pettigrew. Um, Peter Pettigrew. The things that he's best at, it looks like, is uh, 
you know, making forward runs, make pushing the ball forward in transition and being dangerous that way and, and finishing shots. Like, well, that's what he needs to do as the number 10. Mm-hmm. And he's a senior player in terms of like, he's 30 years old and he's won, you know, best midfielder of the year in Finland, two years running. Like, yeah. th- this looks to be a guy that's not just going to be um, a good player, but he's going to be a good locker room presence. He's going to hold a guys leader. accountable. Yeah. He wants to win. He didn't come halfway across the world to lose. Mm-hmm. Um, so like, I, I'm just, I feel much more confident that the midfielders know their roles. They're going to know what they're expected to do and they're going to be able to do them. Mm-hmm. Um, and then lastly, like the, the, I guess the, the players that I'm still least confident about are the ones that we have, uh, our attackers from last year. Formilla, uh, he had a good year, but I could easily see him regress. Mm-hmm. Easily, I could see him regress. He had eight goals and an assist last year. I could easily see him. They came in chunks. Finish too. with less goals this yeah. year. Um, Cam, he had a bad year, but I, I could I could see him have another bad year. Uh, Carlton Belmar, he only had one goal. I think yeah. he had four assists, but I could easily see him not have that many goals and have few assists this year. So uh, I think those are the the spots that I'm still concerned about. But Tucker Bone, he's not really a, a goal scorer. Mm-hmm. He's a he's like to me he's a Sam Warner replacement that is a bit more man, I cuz Sam was tricky, mm-hmm. but I think Sam was tricky in that in the sense of like I'm going to dribble right at you and force you to make a decision one way or the other and I'm going to try to guess the, the right way i'm going to try to to guess to go to the outside because you're going to try to bite into i'm going to i'm going to go inside because you're thinking i'm going to go outside like he, he's very much a, a direct dribbler and that's where he's trips you up i think tucker is a little bit more uh technical uh he it's it's more of his his movement and positioning combined with um little tricks and flicks with the ball like okay well i'm gonna i'm gonna meg you but then well, the thing that I'm really going to do is I'm going to meg you so that I can lay it off to the, this person making a, a run at the penalty spot. Or, uh, you know, I'm going to get by you, but I, I'm what I'm really trying to do is create this chance for somebody else. Or, you know, I'm going to I'm gonna play this one too, and you think I'm just going to lay it off, but I'm going to play this one too. Like, it's a little bit more, like, he's thinking a couple steps ahead where I think Sam was just like, well, I'm just going to run at you and see what happens yeah. type of thing. And that's really good when nobody knows who you are, but then when people know to expect that, it, it doesn't really work that well. Um, so I, I'm almost more confident in the, the attackers that we've brought in than the ones that we still have. So overall, I feel good, but there's only 18 players on this roster. We don't know what Academy players are going to sign. And, uh, I, I could easily see us having a similar season last year where we're a good defensive team, but we can't really finish chances. The, the only, I think difference will be I think we're going to create more quality chances because our midfield is going to be a bit more consistent. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's how I feel. Yeah. Well, anything else you guys? Oh, no, there's the coach. Zach, you want to talk about the coach real fast that we hired? Uh, Did you just close your thing? Uh, Nolan, do you want to talk about it? Yes. Yeah. So, Matt uh, Glazer. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. we. I we, just blanked, bro. I could have done it. Go ahead. We bro. all but confirmed this in our last episode. We said, hey, this is floating around on Twitter. Matt Glazer from RSL, set piece specialist rumor to come to sack and then literally like we hit end recording and then we looked on Twitter. it was confirmed it was confirmed so <laughs> or no it was maybe a couple i think it was a couple days yeah it was um but it's confirmed he's here he's a set, set piece specialist and when we think about sacramento and set pieces like 
they didn't really score from them and they conceded a lot of goals from them last year. And this is a guy that Mark Briggs would have worked with it the monarchs and you know someone that he went on instagram was like great signing for the club like this is this is a a key a key piece to the puzzle um and so i'm excited about the intelligence and uh experience that he's bringing to the to the club and um i think i think this is gonna bode well for sacramento and help them be a lot smarter in those set piece situations and probably in other situations as well but scott did you have any any other thoughts on Matt Glazer? No, I just think it's a positive that he's worked with Mark Briggs before. So mm. this feels like Mark uh, trying to get in guys that, one, fit his system, but also guys that he knows and trusts. Yeah. So uh, both player-wise and and now we see this uh, coaching-wise too. So I, I think this is a positive move. And we talked about it last episode too. So I don't think we really need to, mm-hmm. to add much more. Um, do you guys have anything else to add for the show? We're under the hour mark which i'm actually surprised about we are because we yeah. talked about a lot of things we did yeah no i think we're good the last thing did Sh- Go shannon gomez got called into a national team camp he got tra- called into the trinidad and tobago national team camp but he was not in the 18 okay yeah but that's that's newsworthy sorry shannon that we didn't put that in the beginning <laughs> yeah so shout out well, maybe it was a good thing because i'm i mean they got destroyed yeah that's true yep. <laughs> yeah good point anything else uh, that you guys want to talk about no that's about it All right, then. Well, as always, glory, glory. Sacramento. Sacramento.